When my friend's home first came into sight, I let the car coast to a stop, not quite ready to turn the corner, unable to make that final commitment. There were a lot of memories tied up in that old place, good, bad, and indelible. Lessons had been learned there, pounded home. That was the past. The present was an almost impossible-to-conceive reversal of fortunes. The abused, maladjusted young man, as heir, the family mansion his home, not his prison. My mind couldn't quite press the pieces into place. I still expected, once I pulled into that drive and parked, that old man Hector would slam open the door, glaring at me with those crazed, impossibly large eyes, and demand to know what I wanted, why I wouldn't leave his son alone. Johnny would be peeking, as always, around the side of his father's leg, his own eyes begging me not to run, to come in, and, if only for a little while, to rescue him from his prison. I could remember several times that Johnny had borne the signs of his father's displeasure, black and yellowish bruises beneath his eyes, deep lacerations poorly healed on his arms, fingers with nails blackened from being slammed in doors or windows. He never spoke about them, these battle scars of his adolescence, but without speech we understood one another better than most people could in years of conversation. He shared one trait with his father, the eyes. Old man Hector's, as I said, were huge and frightening. Johnny's were deep, haunted, and full of a desperate pain that cried for release. Again, that was the past. I took my foot off the brake and let the car glide forward once again, rounding the corner and nosing it between the gates that led to the Hector homestead. I noted, as I passed, that the place had a much more dilapidated look about it. Apparently Johnny hadn't inherited his father's love of the immaculate. I would be at a loss to put into words how the sight of that place affected me. It was nothing so much as a sensation, an aura of wrongness that emanated from its walls and glared out at me through the dusty, empty eyes of its windows. Straightening my shoulders and driving on, I tried to put the notion from my head. It was only the past again, I thought, weaving its way into the fabric of the present, trying to disrupt the design. That was Johnny talking. Even as a boy he had been obsessed with designs, patterns of all kinds. Everything has a pattern, Kyle, he told me. Everything. If that was true, then there was something deeply troubling about the pattern of that old house, something left over from its previous master, I suppose. As curious as I was to see my old friend again, to see what life had done with him, I was in no hurry to enter that shadowy den of childhood nightmares. I parked near the front, noting the absence of any other vehicles with a slight frown. If it hadn't been for the short letter tucked into my jacket pocket, penned in Johnny's unmistakable, scrawling style, I'd have thought the place deserted. I certainly wouldn't have stayed there, given the choice. The front door banged open as I stepped from my car. The past and present snapped together like the pulled ends of a time-warp rubber band. He was the same, and yet not. The eyes hadn't changed at all, nor had the wild, waving locks of hair that framed his gaunt face, unless it was to grow longer and even less controlled. 
He was taller, yes, and the emaciated, almost surreal thinness of his frame was accentuated by the new height. He was a haunted scarecrow with a crooked smile, and I felt the years between us slipping away as I stepped forward to take the hand he offered. I wondered briefly what impression I had made, how he would perceive the product of our years apart, but only briefly. Johnny! Of course, Kyle, who else would I be? Those words broke down the final barriers. They were so Johnny-esque. Suddenly it was as though we had not been apart, as though I'd seen him only days or hours before. I released his hand, stepping forward to give him a quick hug. I hadn't been aware until that moment just how much I'd actually missed him.